It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live 365. And on the, the coolest internet webpage in the world. That's TwinTalkCast.com. Yeah, Charlie, man. I'm a little biased, eh? We are, man. You know what? <laughs> Listen to us every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time, as we broadcast from this garage. And also, you can always catch every one of our shows after we've broadcast live on podcast. Tell them how to do it, Ace. Just go to uh, iTunes, uh, because we're iTwins. So go to iTunes and search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Y voila. Ahí estamos, eh? Oh, Just push, like... Subscribe, eh? you know, subscribe. Also, you can, uh, you know, go to Twin Talk Cast, our very, very own webpage on TwinTalkCast.com. Click on previous podcasts and you will see that we have all of our shows archived for your listening pleasure. You could download or subscribe, subscribe, like my brother says. Subscribe and keep coming back eh? every day, every week. Because we add new content and we're, we're, we're going to be adding new shows también. Huh? You know what's fantastic, too, is that you can uh, interact with us throughout the show. Uh, and we do it three different ways because, you know, even though we're twins. <laughs> it's a three-way, eh? It's a three-way. <laughs> okay, listen. Friend us on Facebook. Look us up on Twin Talk Show on Facebook. Friend us and then chat us up on our wall throughout the show or anytime. But through the show, we're checking out all your chats on uh, on uh, on the wall, and also you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Twin Talk Show. That's Twitter at Twin Talk Show, right, brother? Yeah, man. Do you tweet? I tweet. I don't tweet. You're a Twitter man. <laughs> so check us out that way. Now remember, every Tuesday night. Uh, you should pull up a friend. Pull up hey, a friend. you just check us out anyway, eh? Well, así como estoy, if I'm Break. like this, you could check me out. <laughs> okay, if I'm, you know, wearing something else or not, you could check me out. Bring también. a friend, you know, dog. Just check it out, eh? Bring a friend and tell them, hey, you know what? I know a couple of these twins. I might not know them, like, personally, but I want to know them in a biblical sense. But you got to listen to them. They're really cool. Anyways, uh, like I said, you could check out all our previous shows on TwinTalkCast.com. And you know what? Last week's show was fantastic. Um, what do we have? I actually, forgot. The last show on our podcast, we've had a technical issue where we didn't have a show last week. Let me just reiterate. No, no I'm going to say it. Last week, we had an awesome show scheduled for you with a what? couple of great guests. One of them was Dan O'Brien, the uh, decathlon winner in 1997 at the Olympics. He won gold. Three-time decathlon champion. He flaked. He flaked. So don't ever follow him on Twitter. We don't also go to the page. we also had that Bato, this uh, gremlin, um, Zulu gremlin, that right. pop locker dude. Whatever his name. Totally was. confirmed. He tampoco. Eh? They so both confirmed. Don't go to his party. Eh? They both flaked. He's, he's gonna have an empty keg. Eh? Here's what <laughs> I gotta say about this. They both flaked. Don't go to their websites. <laughs> but if you do go to them and tweet them. 
tell them, what the hell? Why'd you flake for it? You, you confirm and then you don't? But it didn't matter. Uh, we, had, we ended up putting up a good show. Uh, we re-broadcast uh, a special show that we did on location at the Inland Empire's Rock for a Cure. Awesome. With the uh, That's the part where we had the interview with uh, M.T. Robeson. And we play one of their tunes, Tattoo. is a cool track. Yeah, anyways, awesome. But uh, you know what? The top of the show was funny, eh? With Jackie and uh, her news and dirty laundry, man. Yes. Uh, every week, uh, Jackie Casas is uh, via Telemundo, an NBC multimedia journalist. She's here with us every week, and she uh, gives us the news and dirty laundry. She keeps us she keeps us credible. But this week, before we get to that, what do we got uh-huh. going on this week? Um I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what we got going on this week. Okay, let me I tell just you. Got here, man. Awesome, listen, awesome musician and yeah, my brother just shows up. He just shows up, guys. That's all he does. He shows up and then we wind him now, up. Charlie, I do the chill lounge at the end of every show, man. Uh, that's his claim to fame. That's it. Right, he okay, lives man, for the I chill lounge. I own that, man. I own it. Anyway, um, uh, we wind him up and then he goes and he keeps going until it's time and then we just put him back in that box. <laughs> we fold him up, put his legs up in a contorted fashion. And he's put away till next week. But anyway, um, this week, um, from Steve Fister Band, Mr. Steve Fister himself, fantastic musician, awesome a guitarist, and actually an awesome dude. I happen to know him very well. He's awesome. He's right on. A, and uh, he and his lovely lady are cool people. Let me see that CD, man. I got an awesome CD of his, and I've been meaning to get oh, him on the show. Oh, it opens up, eh? Yeah, I've been meaning to get him on the show. He's going to be with us here tonight. He's going to... Him? He plays awesome, dude. Yeah, he's going to share some tracks. And also, we're going to talk to him about, you know, his influences, uh, where he comes from, where he's been, where he's going, and how you guys can all get in touch with him. So check it out. Steve Fister of the Steve Fister Band is going to be here. He totally looks hey, like a guitarist. Steve dude. Fister himself of Steve Fister Band is going to be here. Today. Well, the, the not just any Steve Fister Band guy, but the Steve yeah. Fister from not, the Steve Fister Band guy. Yeah, not one of the musicians. Miss, the Steve Fister, Steve Fister is going to be here. So. Also, later on in the show. Please, man. Also, later on in the show, as we do every week, uh, Jackie Casas from NBC and Telemundo, multimedia journalist, all-around cool-ass sexy chick, is going to be here with us every day, every week, I should say. And she gives us the news and dirty laundry. Jackie, what do you got going on for us later on on news and dirty laundry? Hey, guys. Tonight, we talk Olympics 2012, the medals, the teams, and Twitter. Yes, I'll tell you how Twitter has made an impact in London. Also, a huge hip-hop star says he's reborn and wants to change his tune. I'll tell you who that is. And finally, a popular workout has become a popular problem for doctors. I'll tell you what fitness program can cause you some pain. All that and more coming up. That's Jackie Casas. Don't you like the way she reads the news? Um, I don't know how she read it, but it sounded good. Okay, Jackie Casas is a real pro, and we're really honored to have her here because, you know what, we're just a couple of twins who like to talk on the radio, and uh, here she is giving us a little bit of uh, credibility. So stay tuned for Jackie's. A little bit of feminine. Stay tuned, yeah, stay tuned. And uh, for Jackie's. Can I borrow some of your lotion también, mija? You know, girls always have their lotion, eh? Stay tuned for Jackie Casas and her news in Dirty Laundry. So, Angel, how was your week, bro? Um, Man, this week has been hectic, man. I, I know, man. I totally hectic. I mean, tell me about it. Uh, well, uh, planning for a wedding is uh, is a lot of fun. 
But you know, got emotional yesterday. What happened? You know, we do this the, for two months. We were every Monday doing our dance rehearsal for our first uh, our first dance. Okay. Because we're gonna rock that shit. Yeah, I know. We're like raising the bar on first dances. That's why you got to set up some cameras. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh God! Set cameras. up some cameras. I got the lights already. Oh, the the dance floor. We're set. Am I gonna get the cameras? And what I got, am I, a cameraman or something? I got the right shoes, también. No. But we had our ha- our last rehearsal, and as we were walking away, my girl got all choked up. Hmm. Oh. Like, you know, and so, like, you know, I I had to show a little bit of a, how do you put it, of a watershed moment for my chick, for my nina. So watershed you know. moment. I don't know if that's the, po- the the word you're looking for. It's not? Um, but I'm, I'm feeling you. Well, I really wasn't, but I was trying to show a little bit of emotion, a little bit of support for my nina, you know. So, um, yeah, let me just say, it must have been a very emotional because it's coming down to the last week. And... Um, I got to tell you something. It's it's finally hitting me too. It's hitting me that you're you're getting married in a few days, man. I, I know. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, heartbreak, heartbreak time, heartbreak alert, heartbreak alert. <laughs> Angel, hey, I did that on uh, on the on, on the air, man. Angel from Twin Talk with Jose and Angel is tying the knot, hitching up, hooking up to that ball and chain. Uh, committing suicide, uh, jumping off that man. cliff, whatever you want to call it. He's doing it. He's going to do it this week um, on Saturday. Uh, I will post it so you guys can all show up. No, you know what? <laughs> uh, ain't no ball and chain. That's a chapina, eh? She's uh, a uh, Central American hottie, eh? Orale. What is chapina? Let people know. Chapina is, the, uh, is, uh, is, a, is a, a term they, they used for... Um, I don't know. Like for South Central Americans. Jackie, have you heard of that term chapina before? Yes, I have actually. What is it for? Salvadoran or Guatemalan? Guatemalan. Oh, sh- well, I'm sorry, dude. I forget if I forget Luda says Guatemalan because she acts so Mexican. <laughs> well, you know what? That's what, you know, my girl gets all proud and shit. And she's all, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's because I'm Guatemalan. I'm Guatemalan. And I tell you, wait, mija, you know, to, to all the white people, we're all Mexican. Uh, anyway. Yeah, we're all Mexican. They all always Mexican. get it confused. Huh, we're and then Mexican. they get very offended if they get called Mexican. Like if a Salvadorian or a Guatemalan gets called yeah, Mexican, what's wrong they get with that, very eh? offended. So, yeah, you know what? Mexicans don't like to be associated with these Central Americans. No. Except for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> she's a Mayan princess. Eh? Oh, my God. No, she reminds me, you know, Pocahontas. I see, eh? Oh, a Mayan princess. Uh, In case you guys did not know, my brother... Um, he proposed to his lady here on our special uh, Valentine's show. If you go to our Twin Talk Cast webpage, go to Twin Talk Cast and search on previous podcasts. The name of the show is Chick Flicks and Dildos. <laughs> and uh, it was on that show that my brother oh, decided. Oh, that show. That's right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> my brother proposed to her live on the air that she did not know what was going to happen. Everybody here, as a matter of fact, a lot of people on Facebook knew except for her. So. We had a lot of listeners that day. Yes, we and, did. And uh, a lot of responses because it was a good show. On t- before before I proposed, it was already a good show. It was it a good was. show. It was. It was. We had set up a good show for. We uh, had the Cineverse talking about the top five chick flicks from for, a guy's for, point of view. From a guy's point of view, which was of really course. good. Well, I totally disagreed. But. Because it was debatable. That's why it was so good. Right. And uh, and, uh, and it, then we had Aubrey from uh, Passion Parties who talked about. Um, some toys to bring into the bedroom for a lovely Valentine's Day yes. time. Yes, uh, for those who don't know how to take care of a chick. Um, it's not about taking care of it. It's enhancing. Enhancing, okay. 
Tell us about it. Thank you, baby. Not I. You know, a man can handle it, but it's 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 no problem to add some. You know. Thank you, baby. You know, I was getting shy about it. You know. Well, no, you can't be shy. No, baby. No batteries. No. No well, plastic, no latex, okay, baby? Uh, aren't I good enough? Okay, let me have a you, moment. Angel, let me have a moment. Uh, for those of you, obviously you don't know who are listening, my brother said, you know, it's going to be an easy wedding. It's going to be quick and easy. I'm not going to get all crazy. We're just going to have something in my dad's backyard, mine being our dad. And uh, It's going to be no, feed me, I might not even. It's going to be feed We're not even going to wear suits. And now, and now he's got us all, like, every other day, he's sending emails and pictures. I want you to wear this. I want you to hey, wear this. You can't say it. You can't say It's not going to be in my dad's backyard. It is going to be. In no, our, it's not going to be in okay, my dad's backyard. Okay, it's not going to be in our dad's backyard. <laughs> it's going to be in someone's be in the Bahamas backyard. or something. But anyway, um. He did that, and then here he is. Um, let me just tell you, um, l- he sends out invitations to those who are, are invited, uh-huh. and <laughs> and he has your RSVP, and, and this is what you get when you listen, when you call this number. You have to call this number to RSVP, and this is what you get, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, this is Lourdes. And this is Angel. <laughs> we will be honored if you will join us as we exchange our marriage vows Saturday, August 4, 2012. Yeah, and let us know if you will attend or not. Please see the number of seats we have reserved for you in the enclosed RSVP card and let us know how many of those you will use. Example. Hi, I am Jane Doe, and I will be happy to attend your wedding and will use two seats reserved for me on my It's like RSVP. you're reading a prompter. There you go. It's that easy. But these seats are reserved for you, your family, or significant other. Also known as Chicle. Chicle. We're looking forward to seeing you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's what you get when I you go, love that when you RSVP. But it's funny because you can tell they're reading. Hi, I'm. Oh, let me see, Angel, <laughs> and I'm. Let me check, Lourdes. <laughs> let me check. <laughs> hey, that was feeding, man, dude. It was awesome. You should have heard all the uh, all the RSVPs, man. I'd love I to. Get to hear can them. we? What, that can, was so fun. Why can't dude. you post some? Not Charlie, man. Dude, I'm serious. No, you, you got to post some of them RSVPs. That was pretty good. <laughs> why didn't you tell me? We could put them on the air, dude. Um, anyhow, that was it. Was a lot of fun. It was kind of a residual, you know. And they're still there. Like if I want to listen to it, mm-hmm. like we'll probably do that on our honeymoon. <laughs> We're gonna be in bed by the the beach, you know, hearing the water. Hey, let's listen to our RSVPs. Okay. <laughs> How hey, cute. That was original, mm. eh? We came up with that That shit, is very eh? original. I've no. never known of a RSVP In that line. fashion. It's a hotline. Hotline. Now, now, RSVP hotline. Now, I want to say something also. My brother is uh, and his uh, fiance are planning this wonderful, out-of-this-world first dance. They hired uh, probably the best choreographer uh, west of the Mississippi, Natasha Middleton. And, and she is good, you know. She is. She's she does, professional. She does Dancing with the Stars and things like that. And um, she does. She's really sweet. And, and you know, she fired you yesterday. And she's a sexy woman. Now, to defend, she fired you yesterday. To, I know. To defend we my, fired you yesterday. To defend myself. What do you mean fired? Okay. He's fired, eh? Okay, my brother tells me. You don't me, collect no unemployment over here. Eh? My brother says I'm part of this. I have, I have to, as, a, as the best man, I have to be part of this first dance. Uh-huh. And he I tells me. I scheduled to go to three rehearsals, right? Uh-huh. But but look. I, one. Okay, yesterday. Hold on a second. Yesterday, you know what time I got off work. Yeah. I slept. I, first of all, I work at 3 a.m. shift. I fall asleep. My brother texts me while 
I'm sleeping, so I didn't hear it. Uh-huh. I wake up and I see a text. Hey, be be at practice today at 7 p.m. <laughs> uh-huh. I woke up at was it 11 o'clock at night. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I mean, I hey, work don't... a 3 a.m. shift and it's so hard to get sleep. I slept, dude. You know what, me home. We're gonna rock it without you. And but you know what? Let me tell you. Something. Oh, so really are fired. Wait, not... so you so you're not a part of the dance? Not anymore. But I'm sorry, I gotta I gotta work these 3 a.m. Oh, shifts. Oh, you were chopped. He's chopped. Sad hey, you're days. lucky you're still my, my best man, eh? You know what? Hey, you know what, though? Let me tell you something about our... We did it for two months, right? Every Monday we were going. It was awesome. Uh-huh. It's great exercise. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun. And uh, But on one of those uh, Mondays, uh, I don't know, my girl and I, we were driving over there. And uh-huh. we got all... She got all mad all at right, me. All right. She got all ticked off at me, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we got there, she's all, forget it. I don't want to be here. So she's like, I want to go home, but I wanted to. I wanted to do the rehearsal. Like I'm hooked, right? Because it's right. like it's good exercise. Plus, I was nervous and shit. So like, I need to get this. So I'm like, Charlie, I'm going. She she waited for me, and uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 ballet girls there. They're right next door. Right. So uh, Natasha went and brought one of the ballet girls to to, to dance with you. Yeah. Oh, se- oh. <laughs> second more. That's what she gets. That's what Lourdes gets. So he ends up dancing with a ballet freaking dancer. Let me tell you. Like ballet dancer, like little girls? No, no, Charlie. Well, like... there's little girls there también. But no, there's all. There's they a have a whole. They have a whole. Comp- children. It's, it's a big. They oh, have a whole have dance a whole... company. Oh, okay, gotcha. Wasn't a little girl, eh? Shit. Well, I, you know, I think ballet girl. And I hey, Lourdes is a little years. girl. She <laughs> She's a Mayan princess. Yeah, she is, eh? I love Anyways, I'm looking forward to it, brother. I'm sorry about the. I really am sorry about that. I, I slept right through it. I, I, it's hard for me to get any kind of sleep. You, okay, you, I told him to go to sleep early. I spoke to him and I said, go to sleep now. Mm-hmm. So it's That her was fault. like three-ish, four-ish. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, what are you doing with him all late? I shit? I'm not late. It was like, well, I mean, like you work 3 a.m., 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's kind of She late. wasn't laying next to me or anything like that. Well, dude. it sounded like that, eh? No. I'm like, no, but I was talking to him on the phone. I was oh. like laying down on my bed. We were talking oh, shit oh, about laying you. Down on the bed. Yeah, you were laying down too, baby? <laughs> I was, yes! Oh, we were laying down together <laughs> in the same room, though. <laughs> Anyway, so that's what happened, and I'm looking forward to that wedding, man. So I'm sorry Thank about you, that. Thank you, man. You, you... <laughs> I'll let you redeem yourself later. It's time for shout-outs, eh? Anyhow, I want to start with uh, a shout-out to Sideshow Doug, Michelle, and Nicole. I know you guys are listening. You're the Valley's version of Friends, eh? Hey, is the flag up? I'm going to go check that out, eh? Also, uh, hello to Debbie Paddock Donlin. You're out in Ontario. I thought that was Pomona. Same thing, eh? It's over there. Um, anyways, it's a pleasure to meet you on Facebook. And keep listening, baby. You know, let's be friends. Also, Linda Schrader. Hi. Just shouting out to you. Al Lopez. Hey, was it your birthday this week, Holmes? Happy birthday, man. I really want to, you know, from all of us at Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Happy birthday, also, I want to give a shout-out to that Vato who was waving money to that Olympic judge. Hey, did you see that, eh? <laughs> no, I didn't. Whoo! Oh, whatever it takes, Holmes. <laughs> and a shout-out to Manuel, Tony, Angel, Mario, Lewis, and you, bro. Because you're going to be in my court in the uh, wedding. And it's my honor, brother. Dude, I make, I'm making him wear the funniest outfit, brother. You should see that. <laughs> White eh? fucking shoes. <laughs> Woo! Also, a shout-out to my girl, Lulu. You know what? Baby, by the next show, you're going to be Mrs. Tuintai. <laughs> you got some shout-outs, brother? Yeah, I have a shout-out to a homegirl out in, um, out in um, 
the Inland Empire. What's up, Tori Kenyon Basulto? Hey, last time I knew you, your name was Tori Kenyon. What's up with your sister, Erin? She's cool. Anyways, you used to be the softball chick. Now you're the tattoo chick. Go on, sister. Really mm. cool to hook up and uh, talk to you. Keep it up. Be happy. All right, y'all? Is that it? You're done? That's it. <laughs> I don't have shout-outs as much as you do, bro. Anyways, the shout-outs are brought to you every week by Express Cuts because we got to get our hair pimped at one time or another. So go to Express Cuts at 10 420 Laura Souza Road in the city of El Monte. But you know, Los Cuates, we say big Monte homes. You could just walk in or make an appointment at 626-502-0168. That's Express Cuts. And tell them the twins sent you because they got something for you. Choo! Give me some water. <laughs> You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com. We're so happy that you join us every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. as we broadcast live from Theo Luis's garage. Theo Luis's garage. I'm, you know what, man? I don't know how we do it, but every week <laughs> I'll we, tell you we, how get, we get a show together. <laughs> And then I listen to it later, and it, it's always pretty good, eh? Uh, we do it, man. We do it. Sometimes and, uh, I get out of here all, self, all self-conscious and shit, you know? <laughs> and then I go home and, orale. Anyways, we want to make sure that you guys know <laughs> you, can, uh, you can chat us up throughout the show on our Facebook page. Uh, friend us on Twin Talk Show. Follow us on Twitter at Twin uh, Talk Show. And also, you can do it the old-fashioned way. Any. Anytime throughout the show. Give us a call. Hey, crank all us. Hey. Give us a call at 626-275-TWIN. That's 626-275-8946. Yeah, that would be awesome if Bart Simpson called in, eh? <laughs> Bart Simpson? What the heck? What? Remember how he always does the prank calls and shit? Uh, he always calls that 
that uh, I don't, I never watched bar, Simpsons. right? I never watched Simpsons. Mal's or Sal's or. Hey, remember when they that Seven Eleven up the street? They turned it into the Duff Bar or the not the Duff Bar, but the Quickie Mart. The, yeah, they made it into the actual. It totally yeah. looked like the Quickie Mart. Did you see that, Jackie? No, I didn't. No. no. What'd you do? Why you turn her off for? I'm sorry. Yeah, why you turn me off? I for? just turned <laughs> you back on, You're baby. Supposed to turn me on. There, no. baby. So he does that. What a turn off, bro. Well, now that it's funny that you segue into Jackie, ladies and gentlemen. Every week, as uh, we broadcast from Theolisa's garage, we are honored that we are our company, the company of Miss Jackie Casas from NBC and Telemundo. She does our news. And dirty laundry. Now you know what, Charlie? She's Jackie from Twin Talk, eh? Straight yeah. out of NBC <laughs> and Telemundo, multimedia journalist with Twin Talk every week with the news and dirty laundry. Miss Jackie Casas in the house. Cheers. Hey guys. What's up, Jackie? So glad to be here, like every week that I am. Yes, and we're so honored. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> Super fun. How was your? Week? That was a double positive. Does that exist? How was your week, babe? A double positive, a double negative. Hold on, I'm talking to her, eh? I okay. don't. Um. Yeah, sure. Double positive. It totally exists. Yeah, okay. it's possible. Right. Uh, my week. Has yeah, been it's called Angel and Jose. <laughs> positive, positive, left there and right. Go. My week <laughs> has been good, much better than last week. Because um, last week I told you guys I had a disastrous week with my I car know, and know. everything. Yeah, I you're feel a little a tough, bit better. You're a tough chick. You, you don't, can't even tell, eh? Yeah, you can't even tell. I'm all mm. booting up. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Good week. I spent some time with the family over the weekend, down over the across the border. So you went to Mexico? Yes, I did. You ain't wow. scared, baby? Who does? Who no, goes to Mexico? I'm not. What part of Everyone, Mexico? Rosarito. Everyone always asks me that, like, aren't you scared you can get shot by some drug lord? Hey, that's no. that's that spot, Rosarito. It's a coastal city over in Mexico in the Baja Peninsula, Baja right. California, yes. where all the guys stand outside the clubs to try to get you in. Oh, no? no? It was like, a busy, it was a busy, busy weekend. There's been a lot of Rosarito is a beach town. It's been hit a lot right. by the downfall of the yes. economy and all this drug wars that's been going on. Right. So this weekend, <laughs> though, you're a mafiosa, then, eh? Mafiosa. I just happen to know about it. <laughs> but there was a lot of people there this weekend. I think people are starting to not be afraid. You know, swine flu is gone. Uh, <laughs> swine flu. Yeah, remember yep. there's like this big that old big swine flu that over there. Yeah, like Angel, two read years the ago. news. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's the summer vacation, so all the drug lords are taking a little bit did of a vacay. Do, did you do the bopper? The bopper? Yeah, you know when you go to the the clubs over there, they give they they hold your head up. And oh no, hell no! They drop all that liquor in your mouth. That's not a bopper. That's called a um. I forgot what it's called. I don't know. I don't Did know. Did you ever do one of those? No. They make you swallow the head? No. And then I would they never. shake your head. I see con the and then they cover it's your It's really nose stupid. So you, have to you know what? I got to say as much as I love my white girls, <laughs> they're the ones who allow themselves to do it. Latinas don't do it. They're not stupid. And then the white boys, I love my white boys cuz they're cool bros, you know. But they, swallow, <laughs> but they swallow, but they swallow the worm. The worm. <laughs> and the Mexicans are sitting there laughing like pendejos, dude. They think we swallow that worm. It's a practical joke, everyone. <laughs> no, I I never never do that. I know, when I go to Rosarito, I just hang out with my family at the house, like 
Probably what we would do is maybe go to the movie theaters, which I love the movie theaters over there. It it's so different it than is. here. <laughs> like how? Because they have like four different flavored popcorn. Oh. They have enchiladitos, which is like spicy popcorn. They have the regular butter kind. And they have the caramelo one, which is the sweet kind. And they can give you like a customized popcorn thing. Like, do you want half and half? Do okay, all I know is that the ketchup sucks in Mexico. Yeah, it's it not ketchup. It's it, like salsa. It's katsu. It's katsu. Anyway, we got to move on. Jackie so Casas. Good, stuff. good what's, weekend. What's going on this week with the news and dirty laundry? Okay, so tonight I have the 2012 London Olympics are in full swing over the weekend. Orale, swinging at the Olympics, eh? I never thought, eh? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, do they have like the dream team over there? You know, Jeremy, uh, Ron Jeremy. Uh, Ron something. Jeremy. <laughs> Tila Tequila. So what's, so what's the going dream on? Team of swing. <laughs> okay, 2012 London Olympics. We have China and the U.S. tied with 23 gold medals, and Japan not too far behind with 13. However, NBC, the network broadcasting the Olympics, has received a lot of slack for their coverage. So much so that a hashtag NBC fail has become a very popular um, Twitter to follow. Uh, NBC has been criticized for several slip-ups, including a Today Show promo talking about Olympic athletes since Missy Franklin and her gold medal win before her win had even aired on oh, NBC's really. network. <laughs> this was all at cause of a- another complaint, which was that NBC has delayed all live events and broadcasts later on for the day. They have also blocked any live streaming of the games uh, online. You Mom. can't find none of that shit. I looked everywhere Me for too. the opening ceremonies, off. man. I can't find nothing. I'm eh? pissed off. Why don't they put it at least on the website? Go to the NBC website and check out the opening ceremonies. You get a million hits. I can't find it anywhere. Piss yeah, big womp womp. Because guess what, NBC? <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> we all find out what happened anyway online. Yes. Come on. On top of that drama, Twitter has suspended a British jur- journalist for bashing NBC's coverage of the Olympics and posting an NBC executive's email on his Twitter page. Ah. So they, they suspended they her? They suspended his account. Oh, on on Twitter for putting that guy's email on Twitter. Yes, yes. His name Why? is Guy Adam, Guy Guy Adams, and he was sort of ranting about how it was disgusting money grabbing and they were all total buffoons. And he posted on his Twitter, the man responsible for NBC pretending the Olympics haven't started yet is Gary Zenkel. Oh, no, and man. he posted Gary Zenkel's email and said, "Tell him what you think. Blast him." So his account was suspended Dude, by that's, Twitter. That's social network terrorism, man. Eh? No, you know what? Here's you know, a, no, here. you know what it is. It's it's like uh, it's like uh, social network. It's like uh, what it, what happened when when all the uh, what was it? The well, the Twitter people? said it is it's private information. <laughs> I lost it. Yeah, you lost <laughs> it, bro. Twitter said it's private information, so it's a privacy issue. However, it could be undermined by the fact that Twitter and NBC have a strategic partnership for there the you have games. It. So it's like uh, you could look at the privacy factor, but they're actually partnership well, specifically not only, for the Olympics. Not only that, here's the deal. The interesting thing is this. He gave out a corporate email, which you could find on Google. It's not like yeah, it's, it's not that hard. It's not a private email. And actually, Twitter reinstated his email account later on. But the reason why it is sort of terrorism. 
They were saying, we don't yeah. like what you're doing. We have this partnership with NBC, and guess what? We're blocking your Twitter account. That's funny, though, eh? Well, they can't do that because I they, guess they can because they own Twitter. But, so but so what's the is, guy going to have, like, Twitter anxiety? Like, oh, they cut my Twitter. <laughs> oh. no. no, the thing is, it was kind of stupid. But It's it, not like they're cutting the water or something, you know? The interesting thing is oh, they did. shit. I didn't pay my bill, eh? The interesting thing is they did it to a journalist, <laughs> and he's, it's going to come out that Twitter did this, and it's obviously that Twitter and NBC are, are uh, you know, holding hands on this thing. And uh, <laughs> and it was stupid because he gave out a corporate email that anybody could find. Thousands of people uh, that work for NBC alone could go on the NBC uh, address list and find his email. But it was that Bato who did it, eh? There's a, there's a paper trail there. Oh, it's the Internet. What do you call it then, then? Cyber trail. There's a cyber trail, Tommy. See, I'm there for you, brother. I got your back, right man. Done, eh? <laughs> I think the most exciting... And your fingerprints are on your eye, on your smartphone now, eh? Yeah, that's true. Mm. The most exciting part of the Olympics for me is the gymnastics sport because it, right. the U.S. team won the gold medal for the first time since 1996. And 1996 was when I started watching the Olympics. I remember it clearly. It was in fourth grade, and Miss Tremel taught us about the Olympics and what it was all about. And we had our own little Olympics at our school. So I was part, I won gold, I won gold medal in nice. um, handball dribbling. Wow. <laughs> so we had to dribble the handball around do, these cones. Did you do it like real? And it was Olympics? like a relay. It was like a relay. Awesome. Did, and you we do it, did you do it in the nude? Like when they first started off, and then oh, that's then right. You, the Olympics teacher sucks. Eh? The, Olympi the Olympics, <laughs> yeah, they have to be accurate. The Olympics were started. They used to, they used to play them nude. No, we were not yes, nude. It, you know what? All I want to know is, what was Harry Potter doing at the opening ceremonies? Eh. <laughs> J.K. Rowling was one of the people who was there because what they were trying to do was uh, the history, the the where uh, where uh, it, the theme of it was I forgot the name of it, but where England came from, the roots of England, and they started from settlers of England and up through the industrial age and up through uh, everything famous, including Sir Paul McCartney and J.K. Rowling, who's British, and she wrote all the Harry that, Potter books. You know, I didn't watch it because I tried looking. I, that's why I was pissed off. I was online trying to find this. Shit. Me too. And all I found was pictures, and I saw Harry Potter and some smoky stuff, and then these bunch of beds of kids, and then these monsters coming out of the beds. This is the Olympics, eh? It ain't no fucking, you know, matinee. No, it was it was a pretty impressive opening ceremony. I gotta say. Well, it looked it looked very theatrical, uh, and there was a lot of money. But the it Chinese was like Olympics, was... it just seems like you would you would do something more traditional, eh? The Beijing was better, but but the interesting like thing was here, if they have it here in L.A. again, you'll have a car hopping contest. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be feed me, man. Can we have the cholos come out? <laughs> yeah, dude. All the Crips and the Bloods come together for the Olympics. Yeah. Oh, how cute! That would be feed me. Oh my idea. God, you guys are totally glorifying. Thugs, man. I'm not into that, folks. I'm telling you. So you're into Harry Potter, right. eh? Go on, babe. <laughs> Better than freaking thugs. <laughs> so um, there, there's been a lot of fun stuff coming out of the Olympics. Like I said, my particular favorite. Have you guys had a particular favorite sport that you guys have been watching? Uh, I, I always, always enjoy the girls. Yeah, that swinger one. That's no, happen, I grow, eh? the girls' gymnastics. <laughs> yes, and I love the pole vaulting, women's pole vaulting. Really? That hasn't happened yet. I don't no, think. that hasn't. The best physiques. And track and field uh -huh. are the women's, by far, the women's pole vaulters. They have this amazing svelte figure. They're tall. They're 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 tight and muscular, and and they don't have that 
no neck thing going or the hair, <laughs> the hairy shot or the white going. hips like the softball no, players. No, nothing there. wrong with white <laughs> hips. Love the white hips, but these girls are like the <laughs> the most beautiful of all the track and field. Amazing, beautiful women. Oh, just blow me away. I've seen them in person. Well, you know that was it the Dutch girls on the uh, field hockey ones that got a lot of uh, and they were hot, eh? Did uh-huh. you see they got a lot of pictures taken? They look like like calendar girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they are, dude. They freaking rock, man. They should have those uh, those lingerie football players uh-huh. girls on there. What do they call that? Lingerie, lingerie football, football <laughs> players. <laughs> All right. What do you got going on next? Uh, so I just wanted to mention that Michael Phelps actually became the most decorated Olympic medal yes. winner of all time after today. Really? 19 medals, right? 19, yes. 19 he's gold medals. The most medals? Yes. Most gold medals. And he smokes potos, eh? He's a stoner, dude. He is. And he smokes potos, eh? He's a stoner. Oh. And he smokes What are you trying to say, then? that I have to smoke pot and become an uh, athlete? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. It's just that you can... You can do you can do the herb, but the thing is, he's a slacker. He would have won more uh, events. He would have. He, <laughs> he would have. No. He As actually a, lost to. They won the relay. They lost to France. Yes. Which last Olympics, Summer Olympics, they it was a total Dem- flip word. Demolished. Yeah. Last week, and the thing is, this even his teammates have said one of them was was this, one of his teammates was such a. Let me finish. One of his teammates was actually uh, bashed because he said, "Hey, you know, he that uh, Phelps before the Olympics." Phelps has been slacking a lot lately. And he has because he's Let me stoner. tell you, his friend is codependent, eh? <laughs> Think about it. They're Phelps, in a relay team, though. But Phelps. Yeah, well, they're, exactly. They're supposed a, to work together. Exactly. Listen to me. You guys just said that this guy has won the most medals since the Olympics was naked. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. And his friend is saying he could have done better. He sh- uh, yeah. He's, That's exactly what a stoner's codependent father or mother or... A brother or a sister or friend's gonna say here. Okay, okay, bro, you've got a point, but he would have still won, and and he cost the U.S. a medal or two, a gold medal, because he's a stoner. That's all I got <laughs> to say. America is investing a lot of money in you to train, because people pay for him to train. Okay, so you can go out there and win medals for us, and you're getting high. He probably beachy has. Stoner. He probably has a medical marijuana card. Eh? Uh, he, he probably does. He probably does. Okay, let's move on. Moving on. So I have some updates on our Sat Sat story coming out of Colorado, Aurora, Colorado, to be exact. Sad. Prosecutors filed formal charges on Monday against Jane Holmes, the suspect in the fatal shooting of 12 moviegoers during a screening of The Dark Knight Rises in Aurora, Colorado. Holmes, who was represented by a public defender at his hearing, was charged with 24 counts of first-degree murder and 116 counts of attempted murder. His attorneys have asked for more time before entering a plea for each of the 12 fatally shot moviegoers. Moviegoers, Holmes faces one count of first-degree murder and one count of first-degree murder with extreme indifference. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I have smoked uh, bud before, okay? (laughs) But anybody could tell that he killed 12 people, but he's getting accused for 24. No, yeah, because... I would like to pay for a 12-pack and get a (laughs) 24-pack, but this is ridiculous, eh? I don't get no, that shit. No, it's it's a it's murder and then another charge, right? It, another but spe- first degree murder with extreme indifference. Extreme indifference. In other words, he didn't give a shit at all, dude. Yes. He, uh, well, when you kill somebody, you don't ki- you don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, but it was even worse. That's just like the guilty plea. You're no, excuse me. That's just like the uh, a temporary sanity or hate crime or hate crime. Is, is, it, is insane. 
Or a hate crime. A hate crime is a crime. A crime is a hate crime. I don't get that shit. But, you know, throw the slammer at him. The (laughs) maximum penalty is death. And this is according to the Denver Post. Um, This, just to give a background, this is a 24-year-old former doctoral student at the University of Colorado in Denver. And he was arrested since the July 20th shooting spree uh, during the screening of the Batman movie. He was dressed in ballistic gear and armed with an assault rifle and three other guns, set off gas canisters before opening fire in the sold-out theater. He only spoke one word a Monday morning when asked if he agreed to waive his rights to a preliminary hearing. Within 35 days, all he answered was yes. Uh, Let me read something also that's interesting, uh, that's really, really cool. Uh, Yesterday during the court hearing, um, a bunch of people took to wearing Batman shirts. At court? At court. Listen to this. In a show of solidarity, this is from the Geeks of Doom website. (laughs) com. In a show of solidarity and strength, some of the survivors of the Aurora shooting, which left 12 people dead and 58 wounded, wore Batman shirts this morning to court. For, to the court hearing for suspect James Holmes. The survivors, along with families and friends of the victims, were at the courthouse today to see Holmes charged with 142 counts, yada, yada, yada. Here's a quote from one of them. He attacked us out of court cowardice, but we will attack back in strength, said Don Later, 32, who escaped along with his wife with minor injuries from, a, from the shooting. He says, um, um, uh, I will not allow fear to govern his actions, he says. So there you go. You know, in a show of solidarity and strength, they were like wearing these Batman shirts. That's kind of cool, I guess. You know, they all wearing shirts. And uh, the most interesting thing is, guess what? No one's mentioning his name on the media. <coughs> they don't, they're not mentioning his name. As long as they don't wear the Joker, eh? <laughs> that would be pretty fucked up. Eh? So anyways... There you go. Uh, it has been reported that Warner Brothers has decided to make a substantial donation to Colorado shooting victims and their family. Also, the movie theater where the shooting took place, they have also said that they are taking care of the funeral services for all those victims that fall felon. Oh, good for them, man. Good for yeah, them. Sadness. You okay, bro? That's what happens when you're eating during the show. I shouldn't have got the Cracker Jacks. Cracker Jacks, man. <laughs> He's like dying over there. Anyway, I I say you throw the book at that motherfucker, dude. Yeah. Throw the book at him, dude. And then smack him with it first. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of... I can can go to Colorado and do my very, very, very effective bitch slap. (laughs) I have no problem with that. Uh, that's You're true. good at it. She's too. got a good I'm really bitch good at it. Very good bitch We can vote on the Twin Talk like Facebook wall which technique. I'd like to see you land one of those one day. Yeah. <laughs> you got good form. Angel's I close. Do. Angel's <laughs> close enough. <laughs> yeah, Steve is. It's Steve. <laughs> you can get my left T-bone. I'm <laughs> Anyways, next. All right, moving on. International hip hop artist Snoop Dogg is done with the hip hop world. Yes, you heard that right. He's not going to reggae. Snoop Dogg is done with hip-hop music. Uh. Wait, let me correct that. I like to get my facts straight as a journalist. Snoop Lion. Yep, that's his (laughs) new name. He's over hip-hop and embracing reggae music. The artist announced during a news conference yesterday that he was 
born again during a visit to Jamaica earlier this year and is Bob Marley reincarnated. Uh, t- go ahead. Snoop He's Bob Marley? Reincarnated. <laughs> Snoop Lion is now ready to make music that his kids and grandparents can listen to. Oh, well, let's see let's what happens. Let's take a listen I'm to... I'm down for that. Let's see what happens. Let's eh? take a listen to Snoop. Uh, there's a new movie trailer that has been documenting his journey. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that. Fuck Snoop Dogg. Don't think about none of the shit he rapped about, the hustling and making money and drug dealing and shooting. All that shit would be out of here. That's some of his tunes right okay, there. Okay, okay. He says that he's he's uh, born again. I watched that trailer. First of all, it looks like an awesome film to watch. It does. But the the boy homeboy is. So Stoned. Doesn't he look every, okay? Every he scene, is- everyone's getting high. Of course, he feels reborn. The guy is so wasted, and everybody around him is wasted in that freaking. You know thing. what? I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I dig reggae music, and uh, if the guy went and he had some kind of epiphany, because he has the power and he has the mass media power to reach people. I hope that he does, eh? I hope that he pulls that off, eh? Cause <laughs> that's what Bob Marty did. Bob Marty is a prophet, was a prophet, and his words are. Uh, look, at Tony Hart chimes in on the on Facebook, and he says, "Why can't he be? Why can't he be born again? Angel was." <laughs> uh, and Bob- then Lourdes chimes in and says, "Lie in my ass." <laughs> <laughs> Bob Marley's son, Rohan, was actually there at the news conference, and he said he gives Snoop his <laughs> blessing. And I did notice, I saw that trailer as well, and Snoop Dogg, he grew out like a full goatee. He has dreadlocks now. He did look super high as a kite, but didn't he look, like, really skinny, too? Well, he's like, always looked very skinny. and But, t- like, super, super skinny. I don't know, maybe it was just me or it was the his... Eyes got extremely puffy, so everything else looks smaller. I don't know, but he looked really, really out, 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 out. But this is what he is um, determined to be on. Well, it was, um, it was, it's interesting to watch. I'm going to watch that thing. I, I, I might have to really try hard to endure it because if it's what the trailer looks like, where he's just getting high the whole time, uh-huh. you know, well, that's uh, it's a big part of the uh, Rasta. Uh, culture is, I know it is, is but a ganja and they get high you all knock the yourself time, up eh? it's just not my deal you know it's just not my deal but uh-huh. you know but it's just like but if you want to watch an, an awesome documentary on something like that similar there's one on Pomp Simon's Graceland when he went to South Africa during the height of apartheid to record the um, the Graceland album uh, it's a fantastic documentary. Here I go plugging it. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, he didn't exactly ex- explain why he was switching from Snoop Dogg to Snoop Lion, but it says that it's a likely reference to the Lion of Judah, which is a popular religious symbol in Rastafarian yes. and Ethiopian Strange. culture. So he has, uh, he's has he been playing a couple songs for small, clou- small crowds, and one of them being No Guns Allowed. In the lyrics, he features his daughter and says, No Guns Allowed in here tonight. We're going to have a free-for-all, no fights which is um, uh, much more tranquil in comparison to um, some other of his best-known hits like Drop It Like It's Hot, which I particularly like. Uh-huh. You, uh, you, you should hear our mom uh-huh. sing Drop It Like It's Hot. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give it to Snoop Dogg and a lot of those rappers. They do know how to get the girls dancing, eh? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a good jam. He's, it's he's a good, good so music. props or thanks. <laughs> 
Yeah. He's uh he's just he says he's not completely retiring from hip hop, but he's just tired of the genre because it's no longer challenging and what I guess what <laughs> in the trailer it shows about the violence that has occurred in hip hop. Um He really doesn't care. I'm sorry. He's just getting he high sad and it's his when next Nate dog was gone. It was who doesn't get sad when somebody they know dies? The thing is the guy is getting high. It's his next trip, and it ha- it's gonna make him a lot of money. He does. Yeah. Come on, he'll be back to hip hop. Hip hop made him. He's a hip hop dude. I don't believe that. All of a sudden, he whatever, dude. Well, the film will debut at the Toronto International Film Festival in September. <clears throat> but I must say, I'm looking forward. That's to watching Ontario, it. right? Actually, I mean, that's like Canada, right? Yeah. Yes. I- I'm actually looking forward to seeing that film. Yeah, you me know, too. You know. Anyway. All right. You know. <clears throat> You're just going right into it, huh, Jose? Yeah, baby. You know I go into it. Right into it. Yeah, yeah. Take it easy. (laughs) Lindsay Lohan stirring up some trouble again. But this is for a different reason. Lindsay Lohan's never been known for being shy about showing off her body. As we all know, she did pose nude in Playboy last year. But this time around, well, yeah, she did last year. (laughs) Where you been, brother? She was like... Marilyn Monroe. I'll let you borrow the issue, eh? Really? She showed that shit? Yeah. Yeah. The bush también? (laughs) I'm a check. I didn't actually get to look at it, like the inside. I just saw the cover, but she looked nice. Nice. I'm a check. I think she's. I think How she's was it, woman. Jose? And I like the fact that she has was freckles all over her body. I love the whole freckles thing. Freckles también? Yeah, she has we had a lot of freckles. Really? Freckles I, that is, that is, that is an, What month was that? That is a uniquely white girl thing, and I love it. Nickly? Uniquely. Oh, I thought I said nickly. <laughs> uniquely. Was like white girl. Yeah, I was trying and to make know, a connection between a nickel and a. And a you know, I like white girls. On a chick. You know, I like the white girls. Yes, and do. only, pretty much you only like white, the white girls. girls eh? White girls get the freckles. I love it. I like the brown girls. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> yeah, so Lindsay Lohan, while filming a sex scene for her upcoming movie, The Canyons, with porn star James Dean, she suddenly actually got shy. Lohan reportedly demanded the 10 man crew to strip down to their chonies while she filmed the scene in order to feel more comfortable going topless in front of them. I would have gone all the way down, dude. <laughs> Forget the chony. As Before fa- she even finished, you're like naked. You're no, like, well, you know what? As a matter of fact, uh-huh. I would have been already because I'd be commando most of the time. So I'd be, okay, baby, drop the shorts. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, well, the guys uh, didn't feel exactly the same way as you did, Jose. They weren't too thrilled with the idea, but they eventually gave in to the actress. Um you know, at any other job, that would be like sexual harassment. No, that's true. If it was the other way around, yeah. if it was a guy asking the women to get down in their skivvies, it would have been. Sh- and my brother's got a good point there. Hey, good job I on that have one. A good point. Hey, man. I hate the double standard. I hate reverse <laughs> racism against white people, and I and this whole sexual harassment thing, double standard with women. Ching-go. But that's her, eh? She can do whatever she wants. She could, you know, skip her fucking uh, drug uh, classes and shit. And get out of jail. <laughs> she seems to have been behaving, and apparently she's working hard, too, although she's been known for I'll arriving. I'll say, on her back. <laughs> <laughs> she's been known for arriving late on sets, and um, apparently she's been doing pretty well on The Canyons, uh, written by the author, Brett Easton Ellis. He said that she's been uh, coming up on time, she's been doing really well, and <laughs> that her work can be compared to um, Anne-Margaret, Jean Rollins, and Faye Dunaway. 
I'm sorry. And some people I are gotta, like, uh, I gotta see it. You know what? That's pretty fucked up, eh? You know, you mess up one time, you mess up twice, and then every, when you go to work, well, you she's got your fucked people up like 37 times. A lot, yeah. In like one month. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like in one month. But still, I mean, they hire her, eh? You hired her like that, eh? That's what I say. Like, you know, so I'm a little late. Ya uh, sabia, say, I'm gonna be here a little late. No, you're right. You are you make it a point to tell people you're gonna be late. The problem is they're no, investing just, a lot of money in this chick, you know? With you, they just fire your ass. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens to normal people. You just get fired. But yeah. Lindsay Lohan seems to be doing well. And they actually you know put what? out insurance on her. Like uh, if you're, if she's going to be on your movie. They actually have to get a policy on her in case she she flakes out. And really? there's a policy. Yeah, they get a big insurance policy on her because she's likely to flake out or, or something, and they're going to lose money. So that she's insured. Or maybe she'll like go back to rehab mm. or something like that. Right. So. I, I get that. I nearly choked on this bag of Cracker Jacks, and all I got was a pencil topper. <laughs> a fucking pencil topper where it looks like ants. And it says, <laughs> a fun fact, a typical pencil can write 45,000 words okay. or draw a line 35 miles long. I like that one better. <laughs> okay. I, I draw a the line. <laughs> all right, move on. Well, I say, go, Lindsay Lohan. Get your shit together. Yeah. Get naked. <laughs> get naked. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, um, hepatitis C outbreak? Is that possible? There's a C también. Yeah, I knew there was a an A and a B. Now there's a C. There's been a C, dude. Oh, that late. There's been an A, B, and C. Okay. It, it, in Spanish, they'd ha- there'll be an A. <laughs> a what? You know the, the double L? Yeah. It's oh, A. 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 I was like, what? That's a letter in the alphabet. Yeah, it oh is. Oh, my God, you're actually. killing me. Along with ch. Ch. Now, the CH? Really? CH. I thought that's what they just tell the chicks. No. Ch-ch-ch. No. <laughs> so let's hear about hepatitis C as we listen to shit <laughs> to the disease in the background. A 33-year-old medical technician was arrested for ta- contaminating needles at hospitals in eight states. David Kwiatkowski is hepatitis C positive, which is a liver-damaging virus that can lead to other health problems and also death. David would inject some himself check himself with fentanyl, which is a painkiller, then refilled the syringes with a saline solution, leaving the contaminated needle. There have been at least 30 oh. patients sharing that same strain of hepatitis C. What and a jerk, dude. Right? That's Fucker. fucked up, man. That should be like murder, you know? He has been charged with tampering and fraud and faces 24 years in prison. According to FBI, David had no idea he had hepatitis C. He was hepatitis C positive, And he also denied diverting any drugs from the hospitals he worked at. But why would you inject and use the same needle and, and syringe? That's just, you're, 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 you're he's obviously, an idiot. You're obviously trying to do something wrong. Yeah. He worked at hospitals in multiple states all across the country, including Maryland, Michigan, Arizona, New York, Pennsylvania, Kansas, and Georgia. That's Man, Obamacare for you. Him? Yes. He's been all over the... He's been all over... Why is he traveling so much? That's kind of odd. Yeah. But so apparently, according to the hospital where he last worked at, they had drug tested him and given him a background check. But apparently, they didn't do such a good job because if they would have figured out what he did in April 2010 when he worked in Arizona, he got fired 11 days. They should listen. And and, in the valley here in Chatsworth, Uh in L.A. County, they're trying to ban... They're trying to make porn stars wear condoms when they do films mm-hmm. because they say it's a health hazard, which I think is ridiculous because what does that mean? They're going around and if they have sex, there's going to be a big outbreak of AIDS with the, the public. No, 
They need to have. Yeah, because who has sex with porn stars? Yeah. I actually know somebody who does. Okay. Well, well that must be a but porn But my star, point right? is. No, how, he's not a porn But star. how much no. of a health hazard is oh, that? Yeah, when Now, here's a situation where there's a guy who works in the health industry, and there's no background checks uh, that are, that's good enough I mean, to, to, to I think stop they did guy. a superficial background there's, check. There's something more to this story, okay? If yes. this man is traveling around the U.S. infecting people, he's probably not just your regular Joe Smo. Just like the Holmes guy that walked into the uh, into that theater, he only did. He usually only did temp jobs, which uh, I guess allowed him to kind of move around. It doesn't say exactly why he was um, moving around so much, but at the Arizona hospital, because it was part of his assignment. That's why he was drug tested. From the man. Um, he was drug tested and turned a positive for cocaine and marijuana use in his system. He was fired and lost his technician's license in the state of Arizona, um, but then. Later on that month, he was placed by a new staffing firm at a hospital in Philadelphia. So it really didn't um, hold him back much at all. He had an agenda. Uh, that's a sick man, dude, and I'm glad they got him. And I hope that, uh, you know, they, they get, especially now that the government wants to take over our med- medical whatever, our health whatever. There you go. There you go. There's the, uh, there's the underlying story right there. What is it? They're trying to, um, I don't know. Take the take the medical out of the hands of the people, <laughs> Is that and give it to the one percent. Eh? They're doing that with the guns. <laughs> también, that's what happened with the guy. Why do you think there's so much conspiracy theory on the guy with the orange hair that walked into the Colorado theater? Okay, it happened around the time with the gun thing, right? The gun passing the law, the, the whatever. Yeah, that yeah, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, other thing, the other thing. Hold on, his father, the guy's father. Uh, I think his name is Robert Holmes. He works. He's a scientist for that company, that, the credit company, FICO. And he right. was, and he's supposed to be testifying or some kind of incriminating thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And now his son is involved in this? That's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a coincidence. But that's another show. Well, just an FYI, hospitals tend to like traveling um, medical personnel because they don't have to pay them benefits or provide them much in terms of training. So this outbreak could change how hospitals screens their temporary. Well, I hope so. In this situation, yes. I mean, you're talking about um, the uh, people go there with in uh, a gesture of confidence, a gesture (laughs) of confidence to get themselves or their family members well, and they don't need to go there uh, and be tainted or affected (laughs) or whatever. There's already enough malpractice going on. That we don't need these sickles doing their thing like that. Yeah, FBI said there could be more charges, um, more charges brought to him as details from other states emerge. Cállate, dile, cállate. Scary. Cállate, All right, wing. let's move on. Do What's you, next? What's next? Do you want to uh, bust a move to Zumba? Yeah, yeah, I'll do, I could do some Zumba. Well, make sure you That's don't. That's not Zumba. <laughs> Make sure you don't bust the hip while you're doing it at the same time. <laughs> According to a number of doctors, they say the wildly popular dance fitness program may be a good way to party yourself into pain by busting really? something. Yes. Hip, a hip. You, uh, yeah, reports uh, from a medical advisor recently wrote that they've seen an upbreak in uh, Zumba-related injuries, which can range from ankle sprains, shin splints, heel spurs, plantar fasciitis, to... <laughs> I only know how to say that because <laughs> my mom actually had it. I used to say fashitis. Oh, no, no. I was going to say And then I would say fashits. Eh? <laughs> yeah, I like to say fashits, but it's not. It's plantar fasciitis. That's when, you're, when your heel has a, a hard, hard pain from just, just walking. Yes. Just severe pain. Just uh, It shoots up from your heel mm-hmm. up your leg. It's a very painful thing to have. 
Yes. Other injuries can cause muscle strains, knee problems, and hip bursitis, which could require surgery. So the doctor says there's so much side-to-side movement that you really need to synchronize your hips, your knees, and your feet and your ankles so they're going in the same direction. If you move in one direction and the joint doesn't go in that direction, it's a setup for injury. That makes sense. It makes sense. eh? Like if you're stepping, you know, like pigeon-toed, you know, and, you know you're, what? and you're, you're doing a really hard, like, gyration towards your the girl next to you. Here's what I got to say about that. Isopas. Anytime you oh, exert oh. yourself, whether it's physically, uh, some workout or sports, you're, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna put yourself in a place where you might get hurt. But I tell you what, I'd rather get hurt trying to get healthy than sitting my ass at home and getting freaking diabetes from watching TV in chips. Let me tell you, yeah, but, the but ship it, that sails, that never sails, will rust. Okay. Oh, I thought you said shit. The ship? Because, uh, like, you know, the ones that you have to, you know, go underwater with on? Whatever, when, you, when you see them in the water, you have to kind of go duck under? Whatever. Well, a survey by the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons said that they got a similar responses from other doctors and seen a huge rise of visits from Zumba students for um, a lot of feet issues. Do you, remember when the, uh, do you remember when the Razor scooters were popular when they first came out? Yes. Remember everybody was talking. It was all over the news how horrible and unsafe those were that a lot of kids were getting hurt by them. Well, sure enough, a lot of kids were getting hurt by them, but... Not any more than when the skateboards came out, but there was just happened to all of a sudden a bunch of more kids were coming to the hospital because they were getting hurt on these razor scooters because they were not riding the skateboards. Yeah, that's what I say now. And now they they're, they're trying. There's this company that made seatbelts for dogs, and is trying to is lobbying yeah, to make it a law. Eh? Yep, and they're trying nah, to make twelve. Day, they're, tr- they're trying to make twelve year old kids wear uh, wear uh, seatbelts as well. I hear you. Bo- booster seats. Whatever. It's ridiculous. Twelve year olds wear booster seats. Yeah. Yeah. A booster seat? Yeah. It's ridiculous. All right, go ahead. Well, one of the medical um, officials in this survey said that he recommends wearing the right shoes and avoiding the wrong floors, such as carpeting or hard tile, while you do your Zumba exercise, which can help you avoid Zumba injuries. I don't trust that doctor. You know why? <laughs> he doesn't know his shit. <laughs> we, you can't just wear a right shoe. You have to wear a left one. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I don't know where you get your information, Uh, Mija. Also, another tip. Try to avoid crowded classes because they can be equally problematic when you're you're rocking out to your Zumba. (laughs) I guess you get so... (laughs) I've never taken Zumba before, but I've heard that you can get really into it. So there's been some cases where the class is too congested. You can run and slap each other (laughs) or kick each other. Sounds like something I want to do now. So, um, yeah, it's better if you just walk out of class if it's too congested and make sure you have proper workout gear. So you won't get injured while you're busting your moves. I have to admit, I haven't tried Zumba yet, but I want to. I'm not, I want to, too. I'm not shy about it. I'll go do that shit. I, I want to do their, they have like, um, what's that, uh, like Wii video or whatever, and then they like pop it, they like pop their ass, the girl. <laughs> you mean the video, the video game? Uh-huh. Yes, the video game, but it's a Zumba, it's Zumba uh-huh. Fitness, and it goes, it's like this Brazilian music, da na 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 and then it goes, wah, wah, and she like pops her ass. <laughs> I want to do that with the You guys should see her go do that, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else we got here? Okay, moving on. I like this. Oh, I haven't heard that one in a long time. <laughs> do you need to rent something kind of out there? 
don't worry, you're not alone. It's been clear that the rental industry, which was once reserved for only tuxedos, cars, and movies, has become much, much more expansive in covering everything from cameras to power tools to parking spaces and, yes, even burial caskets. <laughs> so these are some examples of the unusual items for available available for rent. One of them is the casket. The average American <laughs> funeral can cost anywhere from eight thousand to ten thousand dollars, with the average casket ringing in at two thousand dollars. Recently, funerals homes have been giving families the opportunity to rent caskets for a much smaller price. That's crazy. Over $1,000 or less in some cases, renting in caskets is as simple as asking the funeral director about your options. Dude, that's like renting your your wedding ring, eh? Oh. <laughs> well, why not? You rent a tuxedo. You know? I didn't. Not Charlie. I, my, I, my suit is mine, eh? <laughs> so when I read this, I was like, what? How do you rent your casket? Like, you bury you, and then they dig you out, and they flip you over? No, so it's here. Flip it. Flip it. <laughs> rub it down. <laughs> oh, no. Smack it up. Flip it. Flip rub it down. Over, oh, no. I need a body pad. I bet hey, body uh, pad. Uh, so uh, I'm... Uh, I'm going to die in 30 days. I'd like to rent one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like when you choose to rent a casket, a simple interior container that looks like a wooden box will hold the body. At no point will the body actually come in contact with the rental casket. This box is cushioned uh, inside the larger, more expensive casket. After the ceremony, this is inner shell can easily be slid or lifted out of the outer casket. So well, it's basically just for the... The, the ceremony that they see the nice pretty fancy casket after that you're slid out on kind of like a shoe box <laughs> <laughs> and then you're dumped in in, oh. a, in a hefty bag <laughs> <laughs> sad next one that you can rent um you know what let's keep it real it's expensive to splurge on designer dresses and sometimes not even worth it and you also have to keep in mind you have to have your shoes and accessories to go with them that's why there's a new trend of renting dresses sites like rent the runway and and lending luxury uh -huh. allow users to borrow dresses for three to five days for as little as 10% of the retail value. Do they have my sizing? They will actually, <laughs> some websites actually will send you two sizes. So you can see maybe the, the smaller one fits you better. Maybe the bigger one fits you better. And you can also snag a matching clutch or handbag if you check out other websites Honey, that can match with it. Does this make me look fat? <laughs> <laughs> Another strange thing to rent is parking spaces. If you regularly commute to a crowded city or live in one, finding parking can be a problem. And parking garages are, of course, notoriously known for being super expensive. For an easier alternative, consider renting a parking space. Sites like Parking Spaces for Rent and Park at My House allow individuals to list their available parking spaces That's pretty online. big in San Francisco. San Francisco, parking is a premium. And people who own a, an apartment with a, a garage and don't, don't drive, they'll rent a garage on a monthly basis. That's a good idea. They also have this new way to rent That's cars. That's on your idea. list. That's the way the paisas do it. I I ha I don't have that, but for the parking, the users can search for a space based on location, type, and time period, and they can rent directly <clears> with <throat> the owner. So maybe right on. I have a remote control that I don't use for my television. <laughs> you want to rent it? <laughs> I don't use it. You want to you want to rent it? I'll say. No, thank you. That's too funny. <laughs> um, and then other things that really aren't that strange to me, but it seems like uh, 
people could think it's weird is uh, video games and textbooks. So if you're really into video games and you just can't afford it right now, it's not in your budget, economy busted you out, well, there is plenty of options out there for you. To keep a variety at a lower cost, try renting games from sites like Gamefly and GameMine. These are just like Netflix with a flat monthly rate, quick and free shipping, and large libraries of games to select from. Textbooks. <laughs> This is, oh, I wish. <laughs> How about I'll rent you my girlfriend, eh? You know what? Ew. <clears throat> you know those things you use to cut the hairs on your nose and on yours? <laughs> Can you rent those there también? I don't think so. <laughs> I think there's a hygiene issue with that. This is what I wish existed when I was in college. Hepatitis <laughs> C. <laughs> I wish you could rent textbooks. College textbooks are flipping expensive. Right. And that's why this idea rocks. It's an easy way to save each semester. While there are a ton of book rental sites out there, we especially liked this book renter for its library of more than 5 million books. Wow, that's awesome. Plus free shipping. And uh, which they put a priority on low prices. In some cases, you may even be allowed to highlight or take notes in the book margins. Damn it, how much do I wish some that case. existed when I was in college? That did not happen in college. You know, but they sell used books, right? It, they did, but... I just want to know, the, not the highlighter, but can you put the little cartoons on the pages so like when you flip it? <laughs> Stupid. You, know, you make a little moving cartoon and shit. <laughs> on the book? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, on the book, eh? So you would rent the book if it had one of those moving cartoons? <laughs> no, well, you could highlight it. So what if you do the little cartoons on it? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And finally, if another... If that's what you're looking for, you don't belong in college. <laughs> <laughs> finally, another fun interesting weird thing you can rent is tech hardware buying new technology hardware can be a huge investment but with new models coming out every year it's so important for businesses to stay current sites like rent smart allow small business owners to borrow all kinds of tech hardware from ipads to smartphones for several That's years cool. at a low weekly rate so get your <laughs> home office or get yourself upgraded without breaking the bank that's a good. Now that's a good idea. Now I go for that. Right. My girl just sent me a picture of Lindsay Lohan in the Playboy issue. The cover or inside of it? Inside, she's topless. Look at. Oh, really? What's up, boobs? What? Yeah, I just want to know what my girl's the, doing with the Playboy <laughs> issue. The only problem I have like, is you that you don't know him. The only problem. <laughs> let me see. The only problem I have is that they did airbrush a lot of her freckles out because she has a lot of freckles. How do you know? Did you count them? Because I've no. Dude, I used to work with her, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> did I remember this picture? Oh, she's pretty hot. Anyways, yeah, I used to work with her, dude, and she has major freckles, major, major freckles. I just want to know, Lulu, where's the rest of these magazines? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say post it on Facebook, but we can't. No. Anyway, that's it, babe? Yes, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, from NBC and Telemundo every week, our friend, awesome, cool-ass chick, journalist, multi what is it? Multimedia journalist Jackie Casas with News and Dirty Laundry. Thank you very much, Jackie. Thanks, guys. Right on. You rock it. And you know what? We'll be right back. When we come back, coming up from Steve Fister Band, Mr. Steve Fister going to be with us. We're going to yeah. chat it up. We're going to have a blast. He's going to share some tracks. Are you, are you going to play something soon? Also, yeah, we're going to play one of his. A couple. He's going to share some tracks with, for us. And also, don't, don't forget, stay tuned for Angel's Chill Lounge.
this is Lourdes. And this is Angel. We will be honored if you will join us as we exchange our marriage vows Saturday, August 4, 2012. Yeah, and let us know if you will attend or not. Please see the number of seats we have reserved for you in the enclosed RSVP card and let us know how many of those you will use. Example. Example. Hi, I am Jane Doe, and I will be happy to attend Jane your wedding. Jane that's my girl. Two seats reserved for me on my RSVP card. There you go. It's that easy. But these seats are reserved for you, your family, or significant other. Also known as Chicle. Chicle. We're looking forward to seeing you. Bye. Ah, that's my girl. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage. As will you listen to us on the largest internet radio <laughs> network in the world, Live 365, and on our webpage. Twi- uh, TwinTalkCast.com. <laughs> that was your cue, bro. Sorry, I was still remembering that RSVP hotline. What man. you just heard right now is uh, my brother and his fiance's RSVP hotline. They're going to be getting married this weekend. We didn't. And in order to RSVP, you have to call this number and listen to that recording. And I thought I'd play it again. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I didn't record it for radio. I recorded it for a guest. But you should listen to some uh, of those, it's, I think those it's calls. Been, I, I should have brought you some. You should have brought calls. some. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to be right back. But we want to, uh, our guest for tonight is uh, from the, from Steve Fister Band, Mr. Steve Fister himself. And uh, right now we're going to play a track of his. It's, it's on, on his album. Uh, give me the album. Wow, give me the dude, album, brother. That's Lizzie Lohan. She's hot. Eh? It's on his. <laughs> the name of the album is When the Going Gets Tough. And uh, Steve Fister Band, this track is called Pills. What a fantastic guitarist. Check it out, and we'll be right back with Steve Fister. Tuesday is Twins Day. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel at 7 p.m.
That's Steve Fister. Nice, man. Right Rock on. on. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Inti Alicia's Garage live in front of us as we just come out of his track, Pills. I dare ask what it's about. Steve Fister of Steve Fister Band. Let's hear it, man. Right, right on. Oh, what happened? Turn your mic. Turn him on. There ah! he is. There he is. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Thanks for coming, Steve. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks. Awesome track. Okay, dare I ask what it means? What's Pills mean? Okay, the, the honest answer for that was, you know how um, whenever you're making, well, whenever I'm making up a track and I don't have a title for it, you just kind of stick it in your iTunes so that you can play it back later? Okay. Well, there's possible titles for this particular song. And there was like a bunch of titles in Korean and Japanese. And one title came up was 23 Pills. 23 so, Pills. So it just was random. So guess what? The song's called 23 Pills. Pills. Oh, 23. Well, let me tell you. Right what a, it rocks. I, I, you gave me this album <laughs> months Good ago. Good excuse, eh? <laughs> you gave me this album months ago, this CD. And I've, been, have it, I've had it in my truck, in my car for, for ever since. And I pulled it out today because I've, it's been in my CD player in my car. But I had to pull it out in order to ingest it so we could play it here off the uh, on the air. Cool. But um, um, great track. And, you know, it's the album, The, the Going Gets Tough. Uh, interesting uh, title because the album's pretty, it's got some pretty uplifting tracks. Like there's a song, um, what's it called? A Bright New Day. Right. You know, you think about Bright New Day, Going Gets Tough. To, you know, explain. Well, you know, uh, that was the chorus of the song. And, and, you know, when you're looking for a title for your record, you're going, oh, it's got to be something that you can kind of relate to. Not necessarily that that is the title track. Right. But, you know, um, when the going gets tough, what cliche, you know, the tough get going. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's pretty much that. You know, we just try to always, always try to make, you know, a diverse record and and tell a story from every track. Hey, uh, I want to know, how many guys on your band? And it's who are they? It's a trio. Uh-huh. And uh, bass is played by Philip Bino. Uh-huh. And um, the bastard is out playing with Steve Vai right now, uh-huh. so uh, damn him. That's why we didn't come in <laughs> to, yeah. to play live. Steve awesome. Vai, what well, was he thinking? He didn't yeah. want to come to Twin Talk, <laughs> hang out with Steve Vai. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that punk. Anyway, no, he's he's lo- lovely, lovely guitar player, uh-huh. fantastic. Uh-huh. And the drummer is Sandro Feliciano, our token Brazilian guy, uh-huh. and he co-produces with me. And uh, the name sounds yeah. very Brazilian, Sandro <laughs> <laughs> Feliciano. No relation. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know, well, talking about uh, your tracks. Well, first of all, the going stuff. Before I go back into your album, let's go back a little bit. Uh, what's your background? You know, you, you've before we even talk about the uh, illustrious bands and musicians that you've uh, collaborated with or played with. Mm-hmm. How did you get started in music? Uh, the old cliche. Um, you know, I just heard boogie woogie piano when I was a kid. Boogie Woogie, yeah. Honest to God. And I heard um, the rhythm, the beat, and I said, oh, it, it, it was the rock and roll. It was, you know, the R&B flavor, all that stuff. And I just knew what I had to do, and it happened to be guitar. Where was that at? Where did you grow up at? Buffalo, New York. Whoa, upstate. <laughs> the mistake on the lake. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you picked up a guitar at how old? I was five years old. Wow. Took my first guitar lessons. My mama took me to the music store, and um, I've been playing a long time. I tell you, you know what? It shows because it's, uh, the guitar works great, but there's also vocals involved. And in a little while, we're going to be playing a track. Uh, it's actually my favorite track on the album. As we go on, though, let's talk about you tour with all kinds of. I'll let you talk about who you've toured with. I got it in your bio, but why? Why? Do, why should I talk? Uh, well, the um, listeners know. Just a bunch of bands. I've been lucky to be, you know, a professional musician all my life. And luckily, 
you know, it's <laughs> some years it's great, some years it's not. But um, hey, uh, some of the bands, what, what was it? Um, Lita Ford. Lita Ford. I played with Lita for a couple of years during during her heyday, and that was really fun. Arenas all over the world for you know two years. Is she a tough chick? She looks like you know, like you don't want to piss her off, eh? You don't want to piss her yeah. off. Yeah. You know, but she, <laughs> I gotta say, she's she was a really good boss. Yeah. yeah she was cool. One of my know, favorite but. tracks from the nineties <laughs> is "Close Your Eyes" with Ozzy Osbourne, uh-huh. and just coincidentally, today I heard it on uh, Sirius for the first time in the years. Were it's you a fantastic yeah, song? You right on. Yeah. Is that something you played during? Uh, Absolutely. During Absolutely. The whole time, and we were managed by Sharon Osbourne. Oh, really? So, you know, that's a whole nother hour show. Right on. Hold on, let's get into that. Some boogie woogie piano. Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> Just for you, Steve. I heard it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Give me a guitar. I want to play. play it also, you got Steppenwolf. Come on, Magic yeah. Carpet Ride. Yep. The oh, Play yeah. With Them? Oh, yeah. Pat Travers Band? Pat Travers, yeah. Okay, doing Steppenwolf. Come on. I mean, what's your favorite track of Steppenwolf to play? You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, one of the first records I ever bought when I was a kid was the first Steppenwolf record. Oh, awesome. And obviously, I'm not a founding member. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm old, but I'm not really? that old. Really? Yeah, me, Phil. I don't know. You, you can't beat Born to be Wild. I mean, uh, yeah. come on. We played, um, I remember one time, 4th of July, Houston, Texas, 250,000 people. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. Wow. That's a lot of people. Was this a festival? It was a, a thing. We <laughs> it played. was the Hell's Angels. <laughs> oh, we did a lot of that, too. Yeah? Oh, my right gosh. I, I, I wound up in some Hell's Angels houses a couple of times, you yeah. know, the, the closed societies and stuff. Oh. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, like Sons of Anarchy times 10. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, forget it. So, yeah, but, okay, and then we got Pat Travers Band, and, right. uh, uh, you know, my goodness, for goodness sake, what an amazing uh, uh, Repertory you have there. How about tour? You've toured all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when yep. I first when I first met you, you just came off of a tour. Like I think you were coming off of like uh, coming off of a tour in Mars. I don't know where you're coming Justin from. Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> well, with my own trio, we we work probably ninety five percent of the time in Europe, and uh-huh. um, so I just get on an airplane to go to work. Yeah, you were telling yeah. me about that recently. That uh, you have a pretty big following in Europe. Tell us about that. We've been trying to build it for, um, uh, first, I got a record deal um, for my first solo record. Um, Actually, technically, it was really my third. Uh My third solo record. I got a European record deal. And a dear friend of mine, Walter Trout, who's a really great blues guitar player, has a huge following over in Europe. And it just so happened that I was signed with his record label. And he said, well, okay, you know, you can come over and open up for me. That's so great. the first couple of times, Walter, you know, was a, and he said, and I quote, Steve, I'll do anything I can for you, except give you money. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Walt, Walt was great. And, well, then and, give me a beer then. <laughs> <laughs> we went out on the road with Walter and, and we played tons of festivals and, and um, got me a, a good booking agency. And, um, and hey, it just kept building from there. You know, I listen to your music. It's a very uniquely, well, very, uh, not uniquely, but very American-sounding rock and roll, bluesy. Mm. Also has uh, 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 your, um, I, I like, not, not to mention the chops, uh, the guitar chops, which are fantastic, but you got some good hooks on your on your songs with lyrics. Uh, what what can I do? Bad As Good As It Gets, which is my favorite track. Mm. Um, you know, why do, uh, why do these Europeans, why do they, you know, why do they connect with that? You know, for some reason, it, you have a really the people that come to see me play like in Europe they're real loyal they'll come year after year and they're they're not dictated by well 
like radio and, and, and TV and, and, and pop culture like it is here. And I don't know, they, they like stuff that's kind of un- uniquely American. Right. You know, and, and, you know, the blues players in particular, people, you know, I'm not a strict blues player, but my roots are definitely blues. Right. And, you know, if you play what you feel and what you really mean, people respond, and it doesn't really matter what language you're speaking. Hey, next time you're over yeah. there, tell them about those the twins, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Twin talk, man. And we're uniquely American, eh? <laughs> There's nothing more American than a couple of Latino twins from the Valley. And yeah, <laughs> they love you guys. They love it. A radio show out of the freaking garage. They would love it. You know, um, I've got some press material here, and they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, some of the uh, reviews... Um, Talking about your album, unlike too many who concentrate on merely the technical, Fister is a well-rounded musician for whom the song is what matters. Mm. How about that? That's a nice one. I paid that guy what twenty bucks for that <laughs> at Home Depot. But exactly, you had to spell check it. <laughs> but uh, you uh, you were rocking the Javelin Festival in uh, Jakarta, Indonesia. Um, Tell me about that. That's as exotic as it gets. That was pretty crazy. That was that was twenty four hours traveling to get there to play this festival. Well, they, you had to take an elephant, right? <laughs> See, what I want to know. <laughs> the question is, take an elephant. <laughs> really? The question is, what kind of supporting acts did you were, were around you? Like you know, like All right, on this sword bill. swallowers or something? On, on, no, on this bill. It's, it's funny as this may seem. We played with the Smashing Pumpkins. Wow. Uh, and the Stereophonics. Wow. And, uh, Mute Math and. Uh, who else was was playing with us? Jakarta, Indonesia. Day. They know they're rock it's, and roll. It's this huge. Well, evidently, and I I didn't know this. It it's a real mecca for jazz, particularly American jazz, oh. and they have this international festival and 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 all this stuff. So, uh, and here's how it came about. Is one of these stories. We're playing at the Baked Potato nightclub here, and uh-huh. in, in town in Los Angeles. Baked and Potato it, is that like right next to the dispensary? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. Or you can even Baked. go there and they'll hook you up. <laughs> But yeah, it's kind of a world famous um, jazz hole, you know, and it is a hole. But uh-huh. it's it's been there since the fifties, jazz it's, hole, and it's pretty legendary. I know a couple of jazz holes <laughs> myself, <laughs> and that's how I started the trio. Primarily, we started playing in more of the listening rooms here in Los Angeles. Not that not that you can't dance to it, sure. But it's primarily we like a listening audience and and uh, that kind of thing. Anyway, we're playing at the Baked Potato, and we're doing our for my brother. Explain what a listening audience is versus a dance audience. Please do. No, for, oh, bro- me. for my brother. I thought I thought he was going to do no, it for No, you me. explain for my what? brother. What? Well, it's people that sit in seats and they kind of listen. <laughs> it's not, it's so, not party rock, isn't okay. it? <laughs> yeah, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not disco. Right. <laughs> so go ahead, as you were saying. So we're playing, and uh, we're throwing down in this little place, and, and, um, and as we usually do, you know, we take no prisoners, and we turn up the martial amps and let her rip. Nice. It turns out, the guy that books the Jakarta Festival, this this thing, is is sitting there, and he's got a bunch of his guys comes in. So he comes up to me after the after we we play two shows there. He comes up to me, and he's got he's kind of sloppy, and he's got a gin and tonic, and kind of drunk. God, I hope he's not listening <laughs> to us, right? And he goes, he goes, you guys are very, very, very good, very good, very good. Here is my card. I would like you to come play festival. <laughs> and I go, I'm going, you know. This happens to me like every day. I go to Seven Eleven and I'm getting a card, you know, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, this is great, you know. Meanwhile, he sets his gin and tonic down on my amp, you know, and I'm going, hey. So, uh, needless to say, uh, make a long story even longer. Uh, <laughs> to make a short story long, <laughs> uh, emails were exchanged, um, fee was negotiated, and 
plane tickets were procured, and we were on this plane, and we landed in China, and then we took a took a hopper another eight hours over to wow. Jakarta, and what a trip! It was uh, the people were fantastic. The infrastructure of of the of the festival itself was really great. I mean, it was top notch. Uh-huh. Wow! And um, first night we were at, we played a gig at the Hard Rock in in, in Jakarta, and then what kind of promoters do this? What? Are they not just, American promoters, right? Are they they're Indonesian promoters what? or what? Chinese? Yeah, and, and well, they're just trying to get this thing on the map. Obviously, it's like the third year that they've been doing this huge rock festival. They're they're kind of this international stop for a lot of the international jazz acts. Wow! And now they're starting to get the rep for bringing in you know the rock things. But uh, hey, funny! I was at I was at the promoter's house. Right, we went over to his house. Come um, to my house. I come, uh, you're cool and, and, guys. And, and, I want to be cool and, like you. When this guy says come to the house, you, you come to the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was the um, Indonesian version of Kiss My Ring. Uh, right. right. Gotcha, okay. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So we pull up. Right. We pull up, and and there's armed guards in front of his in front of his street, and they're moving. You know, the barricades and stuff. And I'm going, oh, oh. good lord, what's <laughs> going on here? We go into his house. There's guys with guns. You know, I mean, it's and little know. Asian boys in dresses. Yeah, they didn't have dresses on, but there was a few. The little Asian boys. <laughs> and I'm walking down the hallway to his uh, music room. Um, you know, with the rest of the guys, right? I was, I was not alone. <laughs> on, on the no wall, guys, I'm not going alone. <laughs> on the wall, there's, you know, there's picture of President Ford. Wow. There's Reagan, and there's all these dignitaries and stuff. And I'm going, oh, I had this feeling that if. You know, I could have never been seen or heard of again, you know. <laughs> but <Yep>. Don't piss <laughs> him off. Yeah, don't piss this guy. But he was really great and um, a super nice guy. And um, I bet you were you taller know, than him, that right? Kind of thing. Let's give him a shout-out. <laughs> so. Let's give him a shout-out. The chairman of the board of Jakarta. Yeah, and he's, he's on the, the, the he's like a government official kind of, kind wow. of guy. Uh, but he likes rock and roll and jazz. Loves rock and roll. Let me ask you about your band. Why a trio? You know, um, a trio is... Uh, well, it's cheaper than hiring a 20 That's all right. Let me get right to the, to the real crux. Yeah, that's where Earth, Wind, and Fire didn't last, brother. <laughs> huh. Yeah. No, Lake, Lakeside, Earth, Wind, and Fire, the Gap Band, Cameo. They're not around anymore, man. There's 15 guys. Funkadelic. There, there are 15 guys in each band. Oh, my gosh. Rick Look, James. Rick James. Well, Stone right. City Band. Rick, Rick James. He had Rich. a lot of people. Lot, and he had a, a, a guitar. The Stone City Band. Yeah, but the lead guitarist was a white guy. He was a white guy, guy from yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, he well, was from, from Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, Buffalo well, man. talk about things. Sandra Feliciano was with uh, Tina Marie that. and George Clinton, your Absolutely. drummer. I was just going to drop that name. Oh, um, I did it for you. So tell us, why a trio? Really, you know, for for the typist, I mean, not only for the economic thing. I mean, I, I was always influenced by a lot of trios. I mean, I love the cream. I love... Creedence Clearwater <laughs> Revival? Yeah. Well, when they turned into a trio, sure. <laughs> oh, I don't know, you know, but I don't like cream on my eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Cream, dude. You, you, that's a good name well, to drop. Know, when, I, when I was a kid, you know, my older brother, um, his record collection was really, really influential Manny Moe and me. Jack. <laughs> Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Well, Crosby, Stills, and Nash is good. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Sorry. You know, and, Curly, and, Larry, and Moe. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, trio, so, wait, but go ahead. I, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> Let him talk, Angel. It's not me, man. <laughs> so, um, trio. <laughs> right into the wall. You know, yeah, this is the thing. And and the guys in the band, um, you know, basically, you I really kind of demand a lot of the bass player. And I, I worked a lot with Stu, Stu Hamm. Who oh, is, um, yeah, yes. You know, Joe Satriani's bass player yeah. and stuff. And a real virtuoso guy won all the poles and stuff and and the 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 skills that that he had on the instrument kind of set you know kind of the precedent to where i where i needed to be you know and 
I've been really lucky to get some really great guys through the trio over the years, and um, they essentially have to do, do two jobs. You were mentioning um, some of the songs on the record. You know, melody is always takes precedent, and you know, of course, we like to play a lot of notes, probably too many, <laughs> but um, you know, we got a lot of fun doing it. So the bass player has to play not only his role um, as as in the rhythm section, but he has to you know, lean towards a little bit more of the melodic thing and make a big sound and, and just make it sound like 20 people. So you got to have good musicians. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll uh, talk about musicians and uh, your album. I want to play another track, and I'm going to – I picked it because it's my Because it's track. your CD. Well, yeah. I like Pills, and I like this – I also like Baker Street. You have a remake of Baker Street, which yeah. is oh, you do, really? fantastic, fantastic. But I'm going to play this one because it's very melodic. It's got a good hook, if you don't mind. Uh, here's uh, Steve Fister band with a track, my favorite track on the album, uh, Bad is as Good oh, cool. as It Gets. I like that one.
Go on for another 50 seconds with this little jab. Steve Fister Band with Bad is as good as it gets. Okay, what's awesome about this track, obviously it's got a great hook. You're playing a dobro, a couple of guitars, it. you layer some guitar in there with, sounds like a Leslie or something. Upright bass? Upright, oh, let me put your mic. Upright bass? Upright bass. Awesome, dude. Upright bass, Dobro. Now tell me about the layer. You layered a couple of guitars on there, right? Yeah, let me think what was on that. Sure, the Dobro, and um, there was one electric guitar track to play the solo. It's just awesome. And, uh, thanks. And slide thanks guitar on there with the Dobro, right? So. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so obviously you talk about melody. Melody is important. Uh, and this uh, and this this particular song, it's I'm all about you, melody. I'm dude. totally glad you got that stand up bass because you know that mariachi the last time he couldn't <laughs> play the bass, he could barely stand up. Eh? <laughs> oh man! So yeah, so what's it like? I mean, when you're recording with the trio and you got and you, and you know, how do you convey to your guys? This is what I want to get. This is the sound I want to get. You know, because a true artist has to gather himself with a good selection huh. of artists to, to in order to convey that, right? Are you an artist or something? Yeah, what'd you think? <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> well, I, it always amazes me, yeah. you know, uh, an artist, like a filmmaker, wants to put his film on TV, right. and you have, it's an assembly, an ensemble of people. How right. do you convey the, uh, the, your, 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 your vision? Well, a, again, what, what we do when we play in our, our rock shows, in the middle of the rock show, we always do a little acoustic segment, and we've been doing that for a while, so... This tune, um, bad is as is as I good dig, as it gets. I dig it. You know, so th it started developing, um, and it had different lyrics, and it had a whole kind of different feel. And part of the show is, um, you know, courtesy of um, Mr. Bino, our bass player, uh -huh. is quite accomplished and can play upright and fretless and the whole bit. Awesome. So, you know, th I, that's a hard thing to take on the road. But, you know, when we're playing, you know, some local gigs occasionally, it just kind of developed. And, you know, the drums, we, we, we approached that track with, um, you know, acoustic drums and brushes and the whole bit. It's not something you see in the average kind of thing, but it's real roots-oriented. And, and um, you know, I'm not much on politics, but, you know, the whole theme of the thing is just a little bit of frustration. One step forward, two steps, two steps back. back. How long have it's you been? As, it's just as bad as as good as it gets. That's about it. Sometimes you you look at the news and you go, "Oh my god!" Have you always been singing? I'm digging it. That's a cool song, man. You know, I I started out as an instrumental guitar player, you know, back in the day, and I got my first record deal with Atlantic Records um, a long, long time ago. Back when you know instrumental guys were just kind of starting to make their way, and um, well, you know, a couple. You know, it never kind of happened the way I wanted to. I had my my total artistic freedom, but I'll never forget. I was, did my second record, The Age of Great Dreams, and 
we were mixing it in a super high dollar studio in Hollywood and mm-hmm. spare no expense. Damn the torpedoes. We're going to, you know, really do this thing. And mm-hmm. I had some great players involved and this was really like the vision, right? So a big high profile um, Hollywood manager comes in to pick up some mixes from the previous night from, a, from one of his clients, you know, a big guy. I'm not even going to mention a name. And I'm going, oh, it's great. This guy's here. He's going to hear this mix. It's going to sound great. He's going to love this. He goes, uh, gets done with the song. And he goes, uh, where, where, where's the singer? <laughs> and I'm going, uh, oh, no. The, the, there is no singer. He goes, hey, man, you, you want to do anything? You want to you, you get anywhere? Get a singer. Uh, Interesting. And he, obviously, you know, I wasn't going for pop success and I wasn't going for, you know, that, that kind of thing. But, you know, it kind of stuck with me. Uh-huh. And in order to get a bigger audience and even get an agent involved with you, you know, you, you got to kind of open your mouth. But to answer the question, uh, <laughs> which I should have about 10, <laughs> 10 minutes ago, um, I always sang a bit, you know, and even when I was a kid and uh, probably not very well. But, um, you know, it, it really has helped. It had helped. And I enjoy it. Good yeah. enough to, for us to tap our feet. Now, before we let I you go, before let you go, we want to give you an opportunity to uh, let our listeners know where to, where they find your music, uh, where you're gigging next, yeah, uh, all, the, next all that day. stuff. Um, well, go to the website um, www.stevefister.com. F i s t e r. That's it. One word, and um, you know, go there, and then it'll take you to the Facebook and you know the YouTube's and all the stuff that you got to do these days to the to, to kind of get ahead. Right on. And um, just in town here, um, we're going back on the we're going back to Europe. Awesome! Um, you know, we have a new record um, that that's just it's done. Actually, awesome. maybe I can come back and play it for you. Yeah. Please, that'd be awesome. Yeah, bring the We'd guys. Love that. Bring and, the guys over. And the guys will definitely we want to come in and play live. It would be, that would awesome. Be great. But I myself am going to be at the Joint in West LA. Oh, right. You know, just a little fun thing. Awesome. That, that that's I, a great little venue. We're going to go and throw down um, this Thursday. Awesome Thursday night. Uh, what's the what's the date? August. Uh, Third, second, Thursday night, August second, at the Joint in West Los <laughs> Angeles. Check out Steve Fister Band. Right on. Um, maybe he's going to play this track as we go. I, I, can I play Baker Street? Please do. Awesome. Steve, Steve Fister Band with uh, Baker Street, and we'll be right back with Thanks Angels. You guys. Angels Chilling. Thanks Chilling. for being on Thank the show. You, I enjoyed it. Thank right you. On.
You're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com, and that's Steve Fisterband with Baker Street. You know what? Steve, what a awesome rendition of it, man. That guitar was pristine and heavy, eh? I know we said goodbye to Steve, but we still have him here. We've got him chained, and we haven't let him go. He's still chained to the seat. Um, I, my, I tell you what, my, um, I was telling you during while we were listening to this that there's no other track in my library of songs in my head that can take me exactly to the place I heard. I mean, I, I was smelling and seeing the things that I saw like this track because of that hook. And you did it right. justice, man. I'm telling oh, you. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. That's why I have, I've had the CD in my car. I've been playing it since <laughs> my brother was asking off the air. Um, why don't we have this on rotation? Because we have a music rotation. You can listen to Twin Talk Cast. Yeah. I'm sorry. This Twin song Talk- and the other one, the uh, two steps forward, one step forward, yeah, two steps good back. As, good as, as bad as it gets. Whatever. Bad as good as it gets. Anyway, uh, we have This a, is your home, but I, you didn't even know we had a radio station. Can I finish, eh? bro? Let me finish. <laughs> God, I can't finish. Um, the reason why is because I've been hogging the CD since you gave it to me in my car. So that's why I'm putting it in. I apologize. Great. But as of tonight, it will be in our rotation if you can listen to it. Anyway, um, uh, thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, uh, awesome. We'll give you one opportunity to give a shout-out to people since you're still here. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't loosened the chains. <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys. I really had a riot, and um, I got some swag for y'all. Awesome. So, awesome. Uh, we'll take a picture with that on. You know, and uh, we'll see you around the hood, huh? Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's... When the flag's up, eh? You got it. <laughs> Steve Fister of Steve Fister Band will be right back with Angel's Chill Out. Fuck the twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Kick back and listen. Are you pounding sand, looking for a lamp, a wish, or a genie, for a trip far, far away because you feel like a weenie? (laughs) Stop pounding, stop frowning, and take that trip, the not-so-far-away trip for your treasure. You know, hit the liquor, the market, the convenience store, in the goodies aisle, you know, the one with... Enter your favorite guilty pleasure here. Now, indulge. No excuses, no explanations, no regrets. Chill. One love. And that's another edition of Angel's 
Chill Lounge. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Tuesday's Twin Day. Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on TwinTalkCast.com. Hey, bro. You finally pulled that one out of your sleeve, man. I had no idea. What are you talking about? uh, Steve uh, Fister, man, dude. That's a badass CD, dude. (laughs) I've been hogging it up. You have, man. Um, You know what? Uh, We want to thank you all for listening to us every week on TwinTalkCast.com. We want to thank you for uh, friending us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Remember that if you want to hear any of our shows, you can go to TwinTalkCast.com and download them or subscribe. Or because we're iTwins, you can find us on iTunes. Just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. If you want to listen to us again tomorrow, you know the uh, Angel and Lourdes wedding uh, RSVP hotline that we did at the top of the show. You can listen to it again later. Eh? <laughs> you sure can. Also, we also have Jackie Casas on our show every week. Today she brought it down like she always does. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome. Have a good night. All right. So thank you, everybody. Tune in next week as we're going to give you the latest, the post-wedding dirt on Angel's bash or wedding. Oh, dude, and I'm not even uh, going to even know what. You know who's going to be here? We're also going to have musical guests next week. His name is Music Tom. Guest. Music co guest. His name is Telly Vision. Yes, you heard it. Telly Vision is folk singer. A folk singer. Very here. young, very young, very cool, very mature sound. And of course, we'll have Jackie Casas with News and Dirty Laundry. And uh, so tune in next and week. And whatever else we can squeeze in. We want to thank Steve Fister for being with us here and uh, bringing some tracks from Steve Fister Band. Thanks, Holmes. Check him out Thursday night, this Thursday night at the Joint in West LA. It's a great little venue. I've been there. Uh, and Homeboy Rocks. So check him out and uh, check out all his social networking and all that stuff. That's Steve <laughs> Fister, F-I-S-T-E-R. Social networking. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you or we'll listen to you or you'll hear us next week on TwinTalkCast.com. Good night, y'all. Choo!